0: I had never met the woman who was on the gurney being pushed into the delivery suite where a section would occur. One quick glance around and I could see the IV fluids running, nasal oxygen flowing, and my young female intern on her knees, on the gurney between the patient's legs in the position she had been taught for a prolapsed umbilical cord causing fetal distress. Her arm, high up inside the vagina, in almost to the elbow, and elevating the baby's head off the cord, which had prolapsed into the upper vagina. This allowed blood and oxygen to flow to the baby about to be delivered by emergency caesarean. This was a true obstetrical emergency when seconds mattered before fetal death or irreversible brain damage occurred. The intern knew that she and the patient would be moved to the operating table with the patient as one unit in this position between the patient's legs and would be covered by the surgical drapes. She would not remove her arm until I told her to do so. The nurse anesthetist was monitoring the IV line and oxygen while drawing into syringes the medications needed to administer general anesthesia and placing a heart monitor and pulse oximeter. The scrub nurse put on her surgical gown and opened the sterile instrument trays and drapes. The two circulating nurses poured sterile fluids, recorded notes and times, and did whatever anyone else asked them to do including making sure the pediatric resident was on her way to the operating room to care for the newborn the moment birth occurred. Antiseptic brown betadine solution had been poured on the mother's abdomen. I always loved the way it glistened on a scrubbed belly right before I was to cut it open. It was like a medical symphony happening before my eyes, yet barely open, unblanking, and basically unable to see because my glasses had fogged up due to the rapid temperature change from the on-call room to the frigid operating room. Everyone had already explained to her what was about to happen before I showed up on the scene, so a calming presence for me was the best thing I could offer her at that moment. For some strange reason, despite the fact we had never met and I was about to put a surgical knife into her abdomen, She was remarkably calm and composed and seemed to trust me, or so I thought. Her face was now behind the anesthesia screen, and, of course, she had company under the drapes between her legs, my intern, who was now reporting to me that the umbilical cord between her fingers was pulsatile, although weakly so. Time continued to be of the essence. The nurse anesthetist had sedated the patient and was now intubating her. Everyone was quiet and still at this moment. I stood waiting and realized I was the only male in the room, an increasingly more common occurrence. Go, I heard, as the intubation was completed. I put out my right hand, and without a word, a scalpel appeared in it, slapped in place against my rubber gloves by the scrub nurse. With just the right amount of pressure so as not to enter the abdominal cavity and uterus, but enough to cut into the abdominal wall midline through Skin, fat fascia, and muscle with one swipe of the hand, bleeders squirting all over the place and hitting the one small area of my glasses, not already fogged over, the surgery began. Next I took scissors and opened the abdominal cavity carefully so as not to injure bowel or bladder, dropped the bladder out of my way with the scissors, and cut into the uterus until I saw the baby's face. I then placed my fingers into the uterus, spread the uterine incision open just so far as to give me enough room to get the baby out, but not so far as to tear the uterine arteries, a potential disaster should it occur. I slipped my hand under the baby's head, elevated it onto the abdominal wall, suctioned out the mouth, clamped the cord, and handed him to the pediatrician who was now in the room. Now there were two guys in the room. He was blinking— which seemed like such a good idea to me that I decided to do the same thing perhaps the first blink in the last five minutes since awakening. After moving the placenta, the only thing I saw inside the uterus was the poor intern's gloved hand, which I shook as I told her she did a great job. One of the weird things we do as obstetricians, one hand of hers through the vagina into the now empty uterus, the other was mine through the abdomen and into the uterus. A little encouragement from the chief resident to the intern was always in order. She removed herself carefully from under the drapes and went back to work on the labor and delivery deck. Her sleepless night was only beginning. Hopefully mine was about to end shortly.